step still so you can see me. So this is Transfiguration Sunday. This is also Carnival Sunday. So this sermon's going to have a couple comedic points in it. Feel free to laugh. It is okay. Um, I might also laugh as I'm telling you. Sometimes we are very confident in our knowledge of a person or an event or an idea. Confidence does not equal reality. Confidence does not equal fact. And confidence does not equal truth. Let me give you a couple examples of what I mean. And here's where you might laugh. Both examples relate back to a time where I was dealing with the grief of my father passing away back in November 2019. Some of you may know this, some may not, but I was born and raised in West Virginia. I'm very proud of my roots. I am not Southern, I am a mountain woman. There's a difference. <laughs> Southern women go get their fathers or brothers or uncles to handle disagreements, and mountain women will be doing that ourselves. So the following examples are going to take place in West Virginia. The first example, my husband Bruce and my then dog, who has since passed away, Maya, and I were hiking through Canal State Forest. It was an attempt for me to quiet my mind and my heart as I was planning my dad's funeral. And where I connect with God the deepest is out in nature. That's where I feel grounded and centered, and that's where I needed to be at that time. So we walk through this forest, and I'm leaning, lingering back, and Bruce and Maya are forging ahead because they know I just need this time with my Heavenly Father while I grieve my earthly father. So after about 30 minutes, I felt compelled to take a family portrait. Some of you who know me from Wartburg, because I have some people here, which is exciting, didn't know that was going to happen, know this story. So I set my phone up, and I set the timer up. And I've never used this feature before, but I was pretty confident that I've done this right. I wait about 10 seconds or so, and we're just smiling. My dog is sniffing and trying to lick all the leaves because it's a beautiful fall day. I then decide enough time's gone by, and I'm going to go to the camera and I'm going to look at this amazing picture. Now there's a video of what I'm about to tell you that I have posted on Facebook. So if you're a friend of mine, you can go and look at it. I walk confidently over to this phone, and I look at it, and I realize, oh, oh my goodness, am I recording? I wasn't even taking a picture. I was recording a video. I had confidently decided I was taking a picture that is time-related, and instead I had recorded the entire scene on my phone. I look at my husband, I'm like, we don't have a picture, we have a video of me confidently saying, I think it did it. I think I took a picture. No, take a video. People to this day, if you see the video, will laugh hysterically. And it's exactly what I needed in that moment of grief. I needed some comic relief. And anyone who knew my father, he was a funny man. And they would know that that was God and my dad working in tandem to give me a break for just a moment before I had to go back to the funeral home. 
and say yes this casket and no this thing and yes that. But still, my confidence didn't equal reality, didn't equal fact. Now the second example is the day of the funeral. And it's okay to laugh, really it is, my dad was a funny man. You get time as the immediate family alone to say your goodbyes, to say your grief, before you have to, in this Carmel Sunday, it's very fitting, before you have to put that mask on of greeting everyone else that's there to greet your loved one and push down your emotion so that you can be there to support them. That's the awkwardness of the funeral. And so you get that time alone first to get your emotions, to get your grief out so that you have room to push them down. So while this is taking place, almost everyone who came to this funeral had to come from out of town. So my sister, my brother, my husband and I were saying our goodbyes and out of the corner of my eye, there's a window, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this couple walking down the side street and I think to myself, oh, they misjudged timing. They're here for my dad's funeral. They're here early. It's okay, not a big deal. They walk into the funeral home and I let my sister and I would let the staff know it's fine, they can come in, they can call me during the hours, it's okay. And they walk up to my dad and they kneel and they're rubbing his hand and they're just talking to him and they keep calling him this nickname that I've never heard. And I keep looking at my sister and I'm like, do you know this nickname for dad? I don't, I don't know this nickname. I'm looking at my husband, have you heard my dad call that before? None of us had ever heard it, but it still it didn't bother us because my dad had a lot of nicknames. He knew everybody. He's never even been to the Buke Iowa. He probably knows some of you. <laughs> so, about 20, they were there for a long time. Like 20, 25 minutes goes by. And then they get up to leave. And so I'm very curious. So I go up to them and I say, how did you know my dad? Like, I, I've never heard that nickname. And the first thing they said, Oh, every morning at the gym, I was like, wait a minute. My dad didn't go to the gym. Ever. And early in the morning, no, sir. And so I let them finish, and I look at my sister, and she's looking at me, and I'm like, they don't know my dad. And so, yeah, it is perfectly fine. You don't understand. Like, I held it in because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. But when they left, we had belly laughs. And so we called over. Funeral homeworkers are like, oh, they're grieving the wrong man. The funeral they wanted to attend was next door. It was a, another, another funeral home, but next hours. Yeah. They spent 20, I mean, you couldn't, you were looking at him, you didn't know this. I will say that at least the other gentleman was another black man. So that was, that was I was going to be concerned. <laughs> but if you knew my dad, that was also the comic relief we needed before the hours upon hours of greeting people and pushing down your emotions were going to take place. And the piece you all don't know is I wasn't in seminary at that time. I was going to start seminary a few months later. But I officiated my, because I loved my father's funeral. And it was the first funeral I'd ever presided over. So I needed 
that break. I needed that comic relief to get through what was going to be a very taxing and exhausting next six, seven hours. But that is the awesomeness of both my Heavenly Father and my Earthly Father, is they can provide comic relief when you need it the most and don't know how to provide it for yourself. Confidence is not always fact. And confidence is not always reality. Peter and John and James find themselves in a similar situation. They are confident that they know what to do when they see Moses and Elijah on the mountain of Jesus. Well, of course you're going to build dwellings, right? That's the thing to do. I mean, they've only been up there hanging out with God. Of course they're going to stay out here with us humans. Of course that's what they're going to do. Right? Um, no. They know who Jesus is, but somehow they don't have a full understanding of who Jesus truly is. And therefore they have no idea what they have actually witnessed. They are confident, but they are wrong. They did not actually know what they were talking about, but they were happy to be there, and they knew they shouldn't have been there. But what they thought it meant and what it actually meant were not the same thing. The voice of God comes from the clouds saying, listen to my son. Perhaps Peter and John and James were brought to Jesus, brought by Jesus to the mountain to witness this amazing event. Not for the event itself, but so they would be positioned in the place to hear God. And to hear the direction to truly listen to Jesus. They have been following Jesus for a little while at this point. And while they understood partly that Jesus is divine, they did not fully comprehend the divinity of Jesus. God uses the vision of Moses and Elijah to point to the divineness of Jesus. God tells them that Jesus is God's Son, with whom God is well pleased. If God tells you to listen to God's Son, and that Jesus is this Son, and that God is well pleased with Jesus, then Peter and John and James have been led to the fullness of the divinity and the fullness of the humanity of Jesus. What they previously thought they knew, turns out they didn't know. They were taking a video and not a picture. They were at the wrong funeral home. This Jesus that they were walking alongside is the Son of God. This Jesus that they were walking alongside is God. It is revealed to them on the mountain where they see Moses and Elijah. And yet, their humanness doesn't allow them to fully understand what they're witnessing. Peter is still going to go on and deny Jesus three times. Think about that. Peter saw the transfiguration and Peter heard God's voice saying, 
is the stubbornness. That is the audacity to be human. We need humble confidence as humans. Confidence is not a bad thing. We are called to have our confidence in Christ. With that confidence comes responsibility to know and to understand that everything we see and or hear isn't always exactly what it seems. And because of that, we must use the flashlight of mercy and grace to light our way on a journey as we encounter our fellow human beings. Our confidence in Christ is a confidence of humility, not a confidence of arrogance. In humility, we confidently love our neighbors and ourselves. In humility, we confidently share the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection for all humankind. In humility, we confidently extend grace and mercy to each person we encounter, just as God first extended grace and mercy to each of us. Each one of us will have our mountaintop experiences, our taking of a video we meant to take a photo, our saying goodbye to the wrong man at the wrong funeral home experience. It is with that memory that we can go forward in humility, extending grace and mercy, as we would like that grace and mercy to be extended to us. Loving everyone we encounter, being kind. In humility, confidently sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and his love for all creation. Amen.